Do you feel you're being pulled in different directions? You can't find a place between the rhetoric and all those competing voices. You don't know where to turn, don't know what to trust, or you just want to hear a lively discussion about relevant issues without picking sides or all the mudslinging. Well, welcome to the Rock Pile. Join us at Lewis and Oma as we talk about faith, culture, and a bunch of other messy subjects. You can agree or disagree. It'll be lively, likely messy, but we hope interesting. Come on. Come on our journey to understand. No rock throwing, just a rock pile. Hello, this is Oma, and welcome to Rock Pile Season 2. And this is Episode 1. Yep. So we're going to be explaining what is going to be different now. Yes, this is going to be different than Season 1, Episode 10. (laughs) Yes, we're going to go ahead and move into current events yes but with with a different perspective yes a christ-like perspective and we're because so many things are happening in our culture we're going to go ahead and start to um talk about them yeah to talk about it and to explain we had to look things up right we had to understand what was going on so that's where we're coming from right we're you know we're trying to look at the information that we see and try to not take a side. It's hard, but not take a side. But in, at least in the podcast is to talk about the things that are occurring, the things that people have asked us, you know, at church or around and said, you know, what do you think about this? You know, what do you think they're, what, what do you think about that? Yes, there's a lot of fear, actually. Yeah. Uh, well, and people sometimes are, the fear is based out of not knowing about what's going on or not understanding the playing field, so to speak. You know, like, I was in Germany many years ago, and a person asked me how to explain how they play baseball. Well, in this country, you don't have to explain it, so it's you th- it just take for granted you know the rules. Over there, they didn't. So I had was I found it very difficult to explain <laughs> how to play baseball, uh, not in a short sentence for that matter. <laughs> a ga- yeah, a game that was designed to waste our time. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. to fill in time. But um, our focus now is going to be very different. Right. So part of the thing is what we said earlier in the first episode was getting to know us, but also getting to know the worldview, because that's the basis by which the Cairn is being developed. And this is the basis for which what we're doing. And it's not about us, like we said many times over, but understanding what God is doing and is doing through the Cairn and Cairn Global, but also what God is doing in society right now. And, and dealing with issues and bringing us together as Christ followers to lift each other up, encourage each other, and to try to come to some sort of a understanding understanding and unity about what's going on. You know, like the Bereans. The Bereans, um, Paul talks about them, and he says, oh, wow, you know, they're, they're more noble than the Thessalonians because they're researching the scriptures, and they're trying to really figure out if Paul's telling the truth. So right. that is what we need to do. Right. Yeah. And it's just, you know, difficult for them. You think, of, okay, scriptures, you know, what scriptures do they have? You know, so you're talking about the Old Testament, the Hebrew Bible. And so you've got this cultural situation they live in. And so is that really much different than we have here, except the technological advances that we have of information uh, 
doesn't make it easier. It actually makes it more complicated. But people are people. Right. And the Bible is full of situations and things that have happened in the history that gives us excellent examples of why and what is going on today. It gives us that perspective, that biblical perspective. Yeah, about how people act. Yes. So you can make some un, uh, assessments or evaluations based on, uh, yeah, it may be a generalization, but start with that. Don't use that as the basis for any, your real your decision. Okay, all people do this or nobody yeah. does that. You yes, know, those, because somebody in media says, hey, you know, this is what you need to believe because I said so. Well, that's ipsa dixit. Right. <laughs> and we know what that means. We, we've had our parents tell us, go out and mow the lawn. Because? I said, I said so. so. Yeah, and I said so. And people will do that. That's, I say so. Well, so back to the Bereans. Uh-huh. Paul says, preaches something to them, teaches them about the scripture, and he says, this is what I say. What did the Bereans do? They went and searched the scriptures to make sure that what he's saying was true. And that's in Acts chapter 17. Yes. So, you know, we, like I said earlier, people have come to us and, you know, they're confused, they're concerned, they're unsure, you know, and we all experience this. We did. We, we still do. We look at this and there's areas, the things they discuss that, you know, we may have healthcare background, we may have a legal background, we may have Christian background, we may have a philosophical, philosophy background, pick, pick the subject. Yeah. But not everybody has that perspective because they haven't experienced either that type of educational um, teaching or uh, may not have lived in an area where those things. And a lot of the things that are going on in the world through, that we're hearing about in our media and stuff are really trying to bring about manipulation and fear. Uh, well, yeah, I think that they they say they're trying to uh, provide information, and to some extent they are, but they're putting it in a way that is deceptive. It's really manipulating it, and I'm not picking a side saying one side, but both sides are doing it. Everybody does it, and here's an example. Uh, in law practice, they have a thing called reptilian theory. Yes. And it's exactly what they say. It's, it's about reptiles. Um, and there's this base emotion that we all, these passions that we, we tend to go to when we're afraid or we feel insecure. And fear is one of them. Anger is another one. And what happens is if I can show to the jury, the trier of fact, in, in this case, in most cases, let's say pick a plaintiff accident case. If I can get the jury through either comments or testimony or evidence, the pictures, etc., to get them to feel afraid of the conduct of the my client or the other person, the defendant, well, then what happens? You're more likely to, to judge that person harshly to protect society from someone you now perceive as being a threat. That's a broad definition. Yes. And I've left a link on there. If you want to read about the reptilian theory, this is a firm I, I worked on both sides of the aisle with. And they wrote this article about reptilian theory. And you'll see it. And, and, it, and in all fairness, the defense does the same thing. And what do they do? They want you to feel sorry for the person. They want empathy. They want you to feel sympathetic. They want to, to, to you know, side with that person and say, no, we shouldn't punish him that hard. Yeah. So, but when they get angry, and you'll see jury verdicts, when they get angry and they feel unsafe, you see some serious uh, jury verdicts hundreds of millions of dollars. You know, it's like when we see that a certain population, because of who they voted for before, they're now pretty much 
being villainized. Well, yeah, they do. They they they're, may not like they, they may are. not like somebody, and they, they they're angry about whatever that person, whatever they've been told, and then they make these broad generalizations, and yes, that's based out of fear. It's it is. Not, that's that what that fear mongering. Yes, that's well. We're it, hearing about that a lot. Well, there's things that you you hear about where people will say things, you know, like hyperbole. You know, that's a literary term. Uh, it's a fa- it's a fancy word. Just basically means overstating or exaggerating for drama. Yeah. Uh, in rhetoric, it's really they use it to what you hear is to get you to say, "Oh, the sky's falling," or like Chicken Little. Oh, and we have seen that recently. Or this is the darkest days in the history of the United States. Right. And maybe it is. Because, you know, the Supreme Court had made a decision about something. Well, that's where that popped up. Yeah, that's exactly where that popped up. Well, that and other places. But yeah, instead of reading the, like I had a person come to me and and I said, well, why don't you read the, they asked me what I thought. Yeah. And I said, well, why don't you read the uh, Like, oh, I don't want to read that. It's too long. And they said, well, it's 76 pages, I think, something like that. And I said, well, just skim through the legal jargon and then go to the history and then kind of skim through it. You'll get an idea of what they said. And and once he, he read it, he realized, well, they're not saying that. That's not what they're telling me. That's no, what they're telling people. I it said, wasn't. No, it's because why? And the question then, because why are they telling it? Because they want you to believe what they're saying. They is, wanted their narrative. Yes. And yes. we're using these terms, narrative, et cetera, because you hear them a lot on, on the internet. But what they're trying to, narrative, we mean story. They want you to believe their side. Yes. It's just like in law. I want yes. you to believe my side. So if you think of this as a plaintiff, defendant kind of a thing, what you end up have is two sides. And right. lawyers have to understand both sides. I may not agree with your well, side. I think just the regular people have to understand both that's sides. My, that's what I'm pointing. Yes. What, what, just like lawyers have to understand both sides, we, we as people need do. to understand both sides. We may not agree with right. it. We may think it's wrong, but that's because okay. Because once you realize that, oh my gosh, all it did is give us our rights back to the states well, to decide, that's yes. kind of, that's a very simplistic way of saying it, but still. Well, yeah, what, really what it said was it wasn't up to the Supreme Court to decide. Right. It was up to the states to, to decide. The states. And that's for another episode. Yes. We're going to talk about that. That's another episode. <laughs> but it, you know, essentially, if you read it and you read what it was, it's not what they are saying it is. And because if they would tell you what it really said, most people would say, oh, well, that's what we were founded upon. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that doesn't get you the emotion you want. Right. And that's the point. That is the point. So you have to ask. Why are they saying it the way they're saying it? Words are chosen on purpose. Now, we talk here very casual and very simple, and that's great because we want to be able just to have a conversation. But when people, lawyers, people that work in politics, write speeches, business, they are wordsmiths. They pick the words on purpose. Now, they may pick the wrong word because they just weren't thinking all the way through. That could be a mistake. Most but of the time, most it's the intentional time it's, words yeah. they pick. Most of the time, it's intentional. So, you know, it's... Exactly. And, you know, the Lord, he calls us to be watchmen on the wall. You know, we need to go ahead and stand up and say something when we need to. Yes, uh, we do. And that's one of the reasons why we're having this change in season two. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we've noticed, I've noticed, I'll take, I'll take ownership of it. Or I've noticed that sometimes... The church or Christ followers don't really speak up and say, hey, there's a problem uh, because they're afraid they're going to get put, shouted down. And one only has to look at what's going on on the Internet or on the news or on social media 
or just in your congregation, if you speak something, look what happens. Yes. And, and the, you know, and the church at large, we've kind of changed over time over the last few decades. And we've seen a lot of um, congregations go from very small little churches, you know, to these mega churches. And the emphasis has become like a business model. You know, the congregational retention plans. Uh, church growth. Church growth, yeah. And just, it's different now. Yeah. But to take a stand and encourage the congregation to say, this is worldliness, let's not do this, and to call out sin is sin. Yes. And, you know, and since that shouldn't change. And, no, no. And we're talking about, you know, inside of our congregation, we say, well, we believe this is um, not a, a, a appropriate biblical approach to dealing with people, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So, but we realize the world is what it is, uh, and it's been around, and human nature has been what it is. And uh, it, one only has to go to the Bible to see that plain, how the world was then and how it is now. And if you've read any histories of Rome, of Greece, name a c- country, name an area, name a period of time where the, the human nature we see today wasn't there then. Oh, my gosh. George Orwell's uh, Animal Farm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's it. written uh, about 80 years ago. Yeah. But, you know, the, one of the things, the reason why we're, you brought that up, I think, was because we don't want to be that character. That, oh, yeah, uh, Benjamin. The we don't donkey. want to be the Benjamin the donkey. <laughs> and, and, then, and then, you know, we want to be, if we know what's going on or have a suspicion of what's going on, we need to speak up. Yes. And, you know, sometimes you don't see that in churches uh, because of the divisive nature of what's going on. And they understand, uh, and they being pastors and small uh, ministries, they understand uh, what the division is, and it's likely the same represented in the church. And that's the elephant in the room. They yes. know that if they speak up, and this is not a put down on anybody, there may be more people than I could possibly know they're doing this. But my impression is there's this, they're like walking on eggshells. And yes. the elephant in the room, to use another one, uh, there's an elephant in the room, and they don't want to address it. And I understand why. I mean, you've got yeah, those five hundred one C three. Yeah, you've got tax like exempt issues. Tiny space. Yes, exactly. Yes, it you know, really is. You've got this little box because you know you don't have to be a five hundred one C three to be and and be as a nonprofit. Now people are. There are other tax. But there's other things. There's other things. Yeah. But with that C three exemption, there come some restrictions, and I think they tend to shy back more so than they have to, but I understand legally why they don't. But the problem is that who, if we can't speak up to what the truth is in the church, well... What one, good is that? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, look back. This issue, think about George Whitfield. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Edwards. Uh, Nathaniel, uh, what was his Bartlett. name? Bartlett. Bartlett, yeah. yeah. Think about, he's a... The preacher during the yeah. Revolutionary War. Yeah, think he about was, he'd um, be preaching, and he'd grab his gun and say, "Okay, let's go." D.L. Moody, yeah. uh, yes. Billy Sunday. Think they about the evangelists of the, yes. uh, the the 19th and 20th century. Think yeah. about the people that spoke out all over the world about they things. They addressed current issues all the time. Oh, and so yes, yes, even in England, in the United States, and so. But right now, I don't hear that same type of standing up and saying, "Hey, time out." Yeah. I mean, really there are need- people like Jonathan Kahn. You know, you hear him speaking out yeah, about things is. that are going on. Absolutely. And, and so you, there, there are people that do it. It's mm-hmm. just that they, it's not, we're not seeing it locally. That, yeah, we need a little bit more prudence. Yeah, well, yeah, well, that's the thing is you, you want to be able to be 
uh, prudent in what you do, basically wise and making good decisions based on uh, it's a, it, prudence is a virtue. Right. It's that it's we're, I'm using, we're using it in a classical sense, yeah. not in the sense of a, just a definition, but sense of using it to be wise and understanding what's going on, to seek the good, to seek the right thing by using wisdom and knowledge to lead to in the right direction. It's engaging your uh, head and your uh, gut together. Yes. And making decisions. You know, and there's a lot of things going on in the media. I mean, there's so much. And you hear a lot of gaslighting, gaslighting <laughs> and fear-mongering. And you, you hear all these terms being thrown about here and there. And we are going to discuss those coming up in other episodes because it really affects what's going on because what they think, you know, what they're portraying, a lot of times is just not what we're thinking that term means. Yes. Well, and you think of hyperbole, which you talked about before, you know, gaslighting and fear mongering. You think about, you know, eliciting from you a response that's probably fear mongering. It's unreasonable when in light of the what's going on, they make it worse than what it sounds. You know, uh, it's uh, and like gaslighting. It's really kind of setting a narrative and, you know, whatever that narrative is. And then you end up uh saying, well, I don't really see what that is or how that, that say, well, you're just being irrational. You don't understand, uh, you know, and they marginalize you because you're not agreeing with what they say and they make it sound like it's something other than what it really is. Yes. And you know, the riots back in 2020, Yeah, that's an excellent example. Well, you, you start seeing uh, stuff visually and they're telling you this is something else and you're over here going, well, that well, doesn't, that doesn't make, make sense. sense. No. And so it elicits you a, an emotional response, but they're telling you that emotional response is not correct. It's something other than that. And if you want a good, good books to read about that type of uh, behavior, you know, read uh, George Orwell's book, 1984. And you hear that being put around the, the word that they use is Orwellian. This is what they're talking about. It's called uh, news speak. That's the term in there. When you read the book, if you have read it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But that's what they're, when they say Orwellian, that's what they're talking about. And he wrote this book in like 1941 or 44, right during World War II. And so Animal Farm and this book, 1984, are written there. And you've got a written during that period of time. So if you read it, you think, wow, well, that's human nature. Yes. Yeah, that's what governments do can do can get into and so you see that's the part you have to start paying attention to what are they communicating so it's analyzing events and statements yes and you know to recognize what they're really trying to elicit in us they're not just the emotional response but also what they want you to believe they want you to believe yes uh four is three three is four that's well you know they had a uh speech just the other day and when you look at this speech, uh, you're astounded because the camera is set so that the podium and the speaker are larger than life. The perspective is recessed way back so that the Marines on each side are very small. And it's got darkness with only the bright, you know, red lights. And all of this is to elicit something inside of you. It's to bring fear and it's supposed to be domineering. I mean, the whole thing was really making a statement and that is not on accident. No. Uh, think back to what we just talked about just a few minutes ago about reptilian theory. So when you saw that, 
red colors against a black background. You saw the very prominent figure up front. And, you know, watch the facial features, watch the hands, yeah. uh, listen to the words, really pay attention to what's being said. Those words were chosen for a, for a purpose. They're communicating something. You can, you can interpret that any way you like. We're not saying one way or the other. And we're not just staying neutral just because we don't have a position. We do. Oh, what, yeah, we the do. The point of this podcast is that is an, a great example of what you see going on and why people are afraid is because when you see that, did that make you feel happy? That's not the first feeling I thought. No. I was, it made me afraid because you think about what this country stands for or what, you know, our generation and others, what that's, that was so anathema to what we believe and in a sense of uniting us together uh, yes, there was no eliciting a, a positive, warm and fuzzy, um, you know, kind of a thing. No. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. And, oh, no. and, and the no. people designed that to communicate. All of that was communicating. Mm-hmm. And it was pe- directed at a specific audience. Well, it was directed at people to, uh, to interpret it, yes. what exactly they wanted to, to yeah. portray. Yeah. And if you're a person who is motivated by hating the other side, that would have seemed pl- perfectly fine to you because... You're already in the hate mode. Yeah. But if you're on the other side and you're saying, well, it's wait a minute here, why can't arms. we just kind of get along? Yeah. Well, that kind of stuff doesn't help people get along. That's not, you I didn't feel united. No. So, you know, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. But the fact is, that's not what I got out of it. So when, what the point of this is, when you see things like that, you're going to have people on both sides going to do gaslighting, hyperbole, fear-mongering, you're going to see it. So now you know what to, to look for. Think yes. about reptilian theory. What are they trying to get from you? Yeah. Resist it, because that's manipulation. They're manipulating yeah. you Don't to feel Don't do the, the herd mentality. Don't, yeah, right. Don't go there. Just stop and think about, okay, I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to be angry. I'm not going to be this. Think about it. The Bereans. Think to yourself, what would the Bereans do? <laughs> you know, God tell, calls us and tells us all the time to pray, devote yourself to prayer, Put everything in prayer and supplication before him. So we're to bring everything, our government, our situations all around us, everything we hear in the news. If it's troubling you, bring it to the Lord. Amen. Because he gives us the wisdom. He gives us the guidance. He gives us the peace. We are not going to find that in the world. Amen. Well said. So this is why we're standing up. This is why we started. This is why we changed. This is why we're going in this direction. You may agree with us. You may disagree with us. We will, we're trying to stay uh, in the middle, but unfortunately, sometimes that doesn't come off. Probably like, won't. Probably yeah. won't. <laughs> it's going to get messy. But we're not going to tell you what to believe. No. We're going to tell you what to think. We're yes. going to ask you questions and challenge you to say, "What do you really? What think? do you really think? And what are they trying to say?" Yes. And so that we make a decision that's based on reason, that's based on the facts that you can find them, people you can talk with, encouraging your congregation, your pastors and people in your groups to talk reasonably with each other, debate the issues in a way that and to pray about these situations and pray about them together so you can come up with it. And because we as as Christ followers need to be united in the sense around Christ, not about what the world wants us to believe. That's right. So we're standing up. We want you to join us in this jury. Uh, so do your research for yourself. Uh, in the notes, I'll have the links to the, the books where you can find them. You can get them at your library. And then the links to some of the things we talk about. And that'll be that way every time. 
And uh, so if you have any questions or comments, you want to give us, leave them, leave them. You have a, if you want to ask a question or say, hey, why don't we talk about such and such? Leave that there. Leave that in the comments right? and we will address it. We will. And so, you know, keep Until your comments time. positive, productive. And yes, I've said before, I know my mom dresses me funny, so you don't have to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Blessing. Blessings. Well, that's a wrap. Thanks for joining and sticking with us today. Please subscribe to Karen's Rockpile Podcast. We're on most podcast sites, Spotify, Podbean, Apple, Google, Samsung. Also, our website and Spotlight organization are in the podcast description. Please share it with your friends, family, or anyone you know. Join us next week. Until then, stand firm, be the light, and most importantly, pray. Blessings. Blessings.